Hello and welcome to episode 174 of Divided by Werewolves, your Memorial Day episode. Uh, yeah. Hope you're all enjoying your uh, day off. Hopefully you get a day off. Uh, you know, take take a minute to think about why we have the holiday in the first place. Appreciate yep. the sacrifice, people who made the ultimate sacrifice in defense of their country. Whether, uh, you know, it was... Uh, you know, so many of these folks, kids, don't even realize what they're signing up for. But some of them did it knowing full well what the risk was, and some of them unfortunately didn't. But regardless, uh, just take a minute when you're doing your backyard cook-off and summer's popping off oh, to uh, to think of it all. Yeah, your boy got a lot of sun today. A lot. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm cooked. Yeah. Uh, I did went to Roanoke and did Mom's Yard, and mm-hmm. then... Uh, that took, you know, it. Her yard's not quite as big as the yard at, at the at Wayne Manor was, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it's sizable. And then I ended up doing the grilling, so I was outside for most of the day, and mm-hmm. I got a lot of sun. <laughs> grilling and chilling, or just grilling? Well, I mean, I was grilling and chilling, but at the same time, you know, I was basically. I was like the steaks, yeah, that yeah. I had on the grill. Like, yeah, well done. Just getting cooked. Like, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, we went to Sarasota has an arts festival. Um, at uh, there's this place in Sarasota it's called San Armand Circle, and it's literally like a big traffic circle. But then all the way on the outside of the circle is all these different shops and restaurants and stuff. So they have the yeah. art festival on the inside of the circle, and it's a typical city art festival you you see some really talented folks you know you see some people making things out of things where you're like i don't that's not like i always think of the old saturday night live skit with john malkovich as the driftwood artist where he's like i might find a piece of driftwood and staple a squirrel to it like (laughs) um and then you have people where you're like i hope you have a day job because you 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 may have given up your career to make block puzzles with Snoop Dogg's face on it. And I don't know how much of a need there is for that or a want, you know, <laughs> right. but it's always fun just to kind of walk around. Um, and my daughter went with us, which was, she usually wants oh, to just cool. kind of post up in a room. So yeah, so we, we had a good time just kind of walking around and looking at things. And um, this one dude had all these exhibits made. He just, he basically made different pictures and stuff out of shark teeth. Cause Venice, which is just down the road from us, um, that's like the shark tooth capital of the world. The way that the ocean formed, there's like basically after prehistoric times made this essentially like a berm that kind of prevents things that kind of get washed in to from washing out. So you can go and they, they have these little baskets on sticks and you just scoop up sand and sift through and you'll usually find a bunch of shark teeth. And so he made all of these pictures like designs of like oh here's a hammerhead shark here's a whatever bird with the shark teeth and there was a really cool octopus one and i took a picture of it uh, for a possible tattoo design so shout out to that guy whose design i stole but you know whatever (laughs) fair use (laughs) right um okay so summer movie season is officially upon us i did get my fast x viewing in i know i'm uh we'll wait to talk about it until you've seen it so please uh, <laughs> 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 um i will say very briefly uh i loved it i don't i i am nor most of the time when people 
like movies I don't like or don't like movies I like. I just go, whatever. I don't I don't care. And I still don't care in this case. I was very surprised, though, at how poorly it reviewed, especially given that I did not feel the same critical eye was trained on F9, which I feel was a much was not as good of a film. And so, you know, it's one thing for Jason Momoa to be the son of the bad guy from Fast Five, where you never see this guy. So it's perfectly plausible that he was there and they cut him into the movie really well. It's one thing to have that and be like, yeah, it makes sense. This guy would be pissed. It's another thing entirely for a franchise entirely based on the concept of family to be like, oh, by the way, uh, you know, Dom had a brother (laughs) (laughs) who's John Cena, despite the fact that they seem with every film to be retroactively making um, Dom and his family Latino, you know, (laughs) like I, you know what? Genetics are weird. Sure. So you could have Latino mom, white, you know, face or uh, passing dad and maybe make a kid who looks like John Cena, but I kind of doubt it. <laughs> like I, I kind of doubt it. But anyway, um, but I, I, I had, a, I had a great time with it. I thought it was fun. I mean, the, you know, they, they've started steadily moving away from practical towards CGI for a while now. So that stuff doesn't, doesn't really bother me. Um, but I just, I had a really good time with it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, kind of how the kids, how the Scooby gang gets out of this, this jam, uh, two years from now. Um, so, you know, and then, and then at some, at some point in time, I look forward to your, your review. So I can't wait. <laughs> you're excited to, uh, I'm waiting for, for it to fit. Fa- you're wait. you're waiting for it to end. I'm waiting and for then, the end. And then so you're going to watch them all. I'm going to watch them all in order. And, uh, yeah. I'm very excited. As well, stands, hold on. When you uh, say you're gonna watch them in order, oh wait, I, I may have misspoken. <laughs> I, I have, Mitch, as it stands, Mitch Hart grows two sizes too small. <laughs> I've seen one, I've seen two, and I've seen whichever one was the first one The Rock was in, Fine. and I hated all of them. Uh, so <laughs> I, 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 it pains my heart. To hear these these words, but that's okay. We all like different things. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we have actually a shit ton of. We have a lot of movies to talk about, but I don't know if we have a lot to say about all of them. That's the thing. This is like a this is, uh, this is a, a hodgepodge. This episode. is this it's, is the dim sum. It's like a lot of potpourri or tapas, you know. small plates. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. small plates, right? Um. Which one will be the delicious sesame ball? Who knows? Let's find hey, out. That's a good question. Yeah. Sesame balls are the fucking jam, man. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck they make those things. But they're, it's like, oh, do you want a ball of crack? Rolled in crack? Yes, please. I'll take yeah, three of absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. All right. Let's do the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, yeah. All right. So this was a movie I had zero interest in for three reasons. Um, I don't give a shit about Mario. Gotcha. I don't give a shit about Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. and I don't give a shit about Mario. So I guess that's technically two reasons. <laughs> so you know, when they said they were going to make a Mario Brothers movie, I was like, "Well, if John Leguizamo isn't in it, then I don't even know why you're even bothering." Um, right. 
but anyway, um, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then people like got all mad because Chris Pratt's voice wasn't Mario-ish enough. And I'm like, I mean, how much does Mario speak in movies yeah. or in the games? Like, not a lot. And the guy who did his voice, like, it, it does come off a little... Ugh, over the top. Yeah. It's a me. It I'm an Italian. You like a yeah. spicy meatball? Like, are we really that upset that that's not the route they're going with? But okay. <laughs> but then they also did. I they mean, also did. So I don't know what people were wanting. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, you know, and and so, um, so I to say I had low expectations implied I had any expectations. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was a non-event for me. It was basically like when a Minions movie comes out. I go, mm -hmm. oh, well, that's good. People got paid for that, and there's people who will go and see it, and good for them. Yeah, people but like the Minions. Yeah, I don't. I don't, but I people don't do. care. I don't, yeah. you know, it's just, it's a, it's a thing that, that happens. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it got really good reviews. It made a shit ton of money. Yeah. And when it was available to watch at home, I was like, I appreciate a well done, uh, a very good, uh, like a, like a, 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 a well technically executed animated movie, because yeah. when when done with a with the right vision, uh, you know, there's there's just a there's a freedom that animation gives you that allows you to convey themes central to the source material that regular movies or live action movies can't like part of the reason you know the um batman the animated series was so good was that signature animated style yes um and so you know when so some of these movies you know i'll watch it more for like just to kind of see how they do that and 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 i actually had a really good time with this film but most importantly yep. i feel like the people making this movie were very committed to making sure that this wasn't just some cheap cash and like they wanted to celebrate all of the various incarnations and, and, and things yep. of Mario yep. and put it in the film so that people who, who, you know, used to come home from school and get on the NES and play Mario until dinner time as well as people who, you know, maybe their kids play Mario Party. Like, they all had something that they could enjoy and yes. point out, and, and, and maybe the series vets could point to the youngins and be like, oh, you know what this comes from? And I mm -hmm. thought they did a fantastic job in that regard. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it, 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 everything you just said is exactly how I feel about the movie. I, I, thought, I, I thought it was fucking great. I had a blast with it. I, I do like Mario. Um, now, I, I say that, I don't love every Mario game. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I obviously grew up and cut my teeth on the NES and the SNES. And I think, you know, Super Mario World is one of the probably one of the greatest platformers ever made. Uh, I remember watching The Wizard in the theater when they like surprise dropped Super Mario Brothers 3. On oh, shit. Right. Yeah. Losing my I shit. You know, I forgot that all happened. about that. Um, so like, this is the Mario has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember, you know, and you know, I don't love Mario 64 like everybody else does. I, I've tried to get in that game several times. Just not my thing. Um, same thing for sunshine. I think sunshine. I was, I was pretty into the GameCube when it came out. 
I and love when the they, GameCube. I do too. And I was so excited for the the Mario game because every you know system has a Mario game, right? Mm-hmm. And I was super excited when Shun, Sun sorry, when Sunshine dropped. And then I really was pretty lukewarm on it. I was like, I don't like this weird water backpack bullshit. That whole yeah. like mechanic with cleaning up the ink or whatever the fuck it was. It really just wasn't for me. Uh, but I loved Odyssey on the Switch. So I thought Odyssey was great. Uh, like Mario games are ones that I'll kind of get into and not get into depending on yeah. what's going on. Like I loved Super Mario Strikers. I loved mm-hmm. Mario Golf. Um I loved Paper Mario on um jeez was was that the GameCube or was that There was one of the been. GameCube, there was one of the 64. I think uh, it was the GameCube one. Yeah. Um and I, I thought Odyssey was great. And, of course, you know, Smash Brothers, there was there was a time oh, when, sure. like, you just you didn't want this smoke. It was short-lived, but there was <laughs> a time when, like... Oh, I not mean, me. Bro. I've always been trash at... Oh, my God. Yeah. Smash, but yeah. I also enjoy it. So I just yeah. I keep doing I keep buying them and playing them anyway, but I'm really bad at it. Yeah. But but uh, but but back to the movie. Like, man, it's, it was very clear to me that... that Everyone involved with making this movie, and you can say what you want to about Chris Pratt. Like, you know, I, I think he was good. I think Chris Pratt is adorable in um, Parks and Rec, and I could give a fuck about him outside of that. Yeah, but um, he was fine. I mean, it was you couldn't even tell it was Chris Pratt, right? And I thought everybody, to be honest, like it, Mario's voice wasn't even a thought for me. Exactly. Uh, I thought Charlie Day as Luigi was fucking great. Yes. Uh, fucking um, Jack Jack Black, Black stole the show. Yeah, 100%. he's fantastic. Yeah, he was my favorite part. Of, Bowser was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, but it was very clear to me that everybody in this movie, and everybody that had a hand in making this movie, were fans of Mario, and that's just kind of what it felt like to me. It was just a celebration yeah. of Mario in general. You know, the the story was the, the same shit we always get. You know, Bowser shows up. He's trying to holler at Peach. Mario has to save or whatever. But I loved that uh, Peach was such a badass and Mario yeah. was a fuck up. Yeah. Like, that stuff was great. Um, and then again, the visuals. It was, it was just a gorgeous movie. Like, the yeah. animation was fucking great. I loved all the Easter eggs in the background. Like I was seeing stuff and like pointing shit out. Like I watched it with Goose and stuff. So I was like telling her shit. I was like, oh, it's called Jump Man because in Donkey Kong that before he was Mario, that's what his name was and shit like that. Yeah. So and like, like, man, like the Wrecking Crew guy. Yeah, man. I just had so much fun like looking at all the stuff in the background and like, you know, like I don't know, man. Obviously, it's aimed at children as it should be, and the people that are getting mad about it are like in their mid forties, like I am. And I'm like, bro, what you, I mean, really? Like, yeah. is it, is it that big of a deal to you? <laughs> like that you'd get mad about it? I mean, Man, seriously, fucking baby Mario and baby Luigi for fuck's sake. Like I'm saying it's a deep cut. Exactly. Like they, like you can't, if you, I mean, you can't realistically like a movie like this covering as much stuff as Mario has been. in. I mean, he's, he is the flagship character of a company that's been making video games for decades. Right. You they are not going to either like whatever. You're gonna if you are looking for something to not like, you're gonna find exactly. it. Exactly. So why look for it? Exactly that. I can't even begin to imagine being ha- having played video games since the NES days and 
and still being into video games now, right? Which mm-hmm. will put you in your, I don't know, at least 40s, mm-hmm. early to, to mid 40s, which is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And being mad at this movie for any reason. No. Like, no. what the fuck did you want? Like, I would say, you know what? For anybody who feels that way about it, like, write a script. I want right. to see your your Mario movie. Right, like, like, right. And that's the thing. It's like, they're, you know, when I see this, I'm like, you know, of, of all the of all the characters, like, Mario lends himself to the most creativity in these movies because there's no, like, canon, right? Like, Metroid has... Right. I guess what you would consider canon. There's it, the, the games all fit together in a specific way mm-hmm. that tell her story and and her relationship to the Metroids um, and the, the Chozo and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So so you could make a very straightforward. You could make a badass Metroid movie, but it would be a very straightforward Metroid movie. And to a certain degree, you would be more hemmed in by continuity than. A Mario movie, which is which is where you essentially have this toy box of concepts that you can play with, and they did a really good job of executing across all of those things. If people are like, "Oh, now they're looking at Zelda," you think people were mad at Mario? You Zelda, they're all self-contained. People have tried to put together what what basically amounts to a continuity for Zelda games, and God love those people. I don't. I, Sure, when you read it, it sounds convincing, but at the same time, you're like, I kind of feel like this isn't it. <laughs> so, like, yeah. you're gonna make a Zelda movie, like, you're gonna have to pick. Exactly. What, are you, what are you gonna do? You're gonna do Toon Zelda. You're gonna do Breath of the Wild Zelda. You're gonna do Link to the well, Past Zelda. You know, what I mean? it's right. like you're gonna do. You're either gonna do Link to the Past. You're either gonna do uh, like Twilight Princess or whatever the fuck the one in the '64 was. Right. God forbid you try to do the Wind Waker because people fucking hate that. I, that's one of my favorite. Well, they, they hated they it hate. at the time. Now, now they all love it. Oh, okay. See, I can't keep up. I, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it's like I, I think that Mario is the best canvas for this type of thing because hundred percent. It's yeah. not. It's it's a it's. You know, you want the platforming stuff. You want Luigi getting himself in these uh, really scary situations you want them you know even adding in the racing and then all the stuff with donkey kong too it's like i don't know i thought it was great i don't know why people would be oh yeah dude seth rogan is donkey kong also was funny yeah. <laughs> he was really good because the thing is like i didn't watch trailers and i, I knew neither. chris pratt and some other shit but i i was kind of trying to pick voices out and stuff so like i didn't know it was uh on a taylor joy yeah it's Peach. I didn't know it was Seth Rogen. And so I was like pausing the movie to look up mm-hmm. as we went. And if I just waited until Donkey Kong laughed, I'd have known immediately. But, yeah, yeah. You know, some of them. But, yeah, I thought he was fucking great. I, man, I just had such a good time with it. Like yeah, so much it was more fun. fun than I thought it would be. You yeah, know? I mean, it was it was fun. It was it was technically very impressive. Yes. Um, I don't know what why you would leave this movie being unhappy at what you just saw right if you're a fan at all of the source material like it's it's i don't want to say it's strictly fan service because it's not no. but but it, it, there's enough there it's it's this technically sound and solid movie but there's enough fan service there that if you're looking for things it doesn't beat you over the head with it but it's there to be found and right. it's so much fun like to look for those easter eggs and stuff like that exactly right right Exactly. And I mean, and uh, I mean, the the next into the Spider-Verse movie, 
is is about uh, dimension hopping Spider-Man. It's going to be the same thing. Yeah. That that's yep. going to be, you know, you're going to have all these deep cut Spider-Man. Yep. Uh which even the first one, you could argue the first one was Absolutely that. it had that. Yeah. 100%. I mean, you know, Peter Porker, come on, son. Yeah. Spider-Man noir, Man, like who? are you fucking kidding me? On, like on in what universe did you ever read a Spider Ham comic and think we were gonna see Peter fucking Porker in a movie mm-hmm. at some point? Right, exactly. So, and I think sometimes people just I don't know. It, it goes back to, um, you know, I don't know. Some people just seem to want to be mad. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm not saying that if you didn't like the movie, that's who you are. You could have oh, watched no. it and it didn't do it for you, but. Uh, some I mean, I would like to have a conversation with those people if those if those people are not the ones who, you know, are, are run to Twitter to shit on everything. Exactly. But like if you right. genuinely were looking forward to the movie and were disappointed, like I would love to have a conversation. Right. 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 So, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, again, you know, it, it's it's always cool to see just animation executed at a very high technical level because oh absolutely um, it's just you know it's 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 and especially the way they melded all the different um mario styles i did like at the very beginning the commercial where the woman's yeah. like won't drain your wallet and she kind of does that face like what the hell like <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> i thought that was funny um, oh it was man like, like not to keep dwelling on this one but even that yeah like I love that Mario was kind of a dorky and a fuck up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I especially love like the training. And Peach was like, "Not everybody gets it on the first time." And he's like, "Did you?" Yeah. Not everybody gets it on the yeah. first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was fucking great. Yep. It was funny though when she was running through the training sequence. I was like, "God, it seems like maybe it would be better for her not to have the dress." And then she did the Smash Brothers float thing, and I was yes. like, "Up oh, there yes. it is. All right." Yep. <laughs> I stand corrected. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, now we're going to do a 180. So, you know, just bear with us because I'm not sure if you were to say, what is one of the most thematically opposite movies from (laughs) the Super Mario Brothers movie that came out recently? And if you were to pick... Sisu, you would be yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. So written and directed by uh, I'm gonna screw his uh, their name up. Jalmari Halander. Um. Sisu tells uh the story of uh this guy, um Atami, uh, or Atami, however you pronounce his name. Um. So he he he's basically a, a, an old grizzled dude. He's out there in the in the fucking Lapland wilderness. In Finland, just panning for gold, uh, as one does. This is this is kind of towards the end of World War II when the the Germans are kind of getting driven across Finland um, after uh, you know attempting to uh, after getting uh, rebuffed in uh, in uh, Russia. And uh, this guy basically he just wants to pan for gold, and he finds the mother fuckload vein of gold. Um, and you know, knocks it all out, throws it in his saddlebags, starts heading home, and comes across um, a, a, a bunch of Nazis 
who are essentially just moving their way across Finland, um, you know, capturing women to keep in the back of the truck for rapey purposes, uh, murdering, you know, villages of people, and essentially just killing anyone who kind of comes in their way. Um, and so they, they come across uh, Atami or Atami, or however you say his name, and realize that, hey, this guy might not be just some rando you know, gold miner, there might be a little bit more to him, and there is, uh, because he was essentially a Finnish um, uh, soldier commander who was basically called the ghost because he wouldn't, he wouldn't die, and he had something like 300 um, confirmed kills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what it then... Um, and and Sisu isn't the guy's name. Sisu. This says it at the beginning. It's like a it's like a Finnish concept, basically meant to describe like grit, determination, like just this yeah, not they call giving it up something ever. else. And I could never quite make out what they were saying. Yeah, um, it's not even. It wasn't even Sisu. It was like he's known as something, and I was like, yeah, yeah okay. They never actually say his name, and it's one of these things where he doesn't really speak either. So right, right. So, so what this ends up being is just 90 minutes of this guy getting the shit kicked out of him and him fucking up Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the thing, right? It it it's it ends, or, or if you watch the trailer, which I didn't watch the trailer before I watched the movie, and mm-hmm. it's it's on me. But and and before I go any further, because it's gonna sound like I didn't like it, I I thought it was fucking great. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, it had my number one top, oh fuck yes, moment of the year um, so far. Uh, it, it, the violence was gloriously mm-hmm. uh, amazing. Um, it's brutal as fuck. Yeah. Uh, and I, I fucking had a blast with it. Um, I will say, I watched the trailer because I was watching it and I was like, you know, I'm kind of getting tired of this thing where. This this whole like uh, fuck around with the old guy and find out yeah. thing yeah because there's been a lot of that shit yeah in the I last mean obviously years. John Wick but but of late like nobody there right. was that um, Leo movie in Netflix with um oh, fuck CJ from West Wing I forget her name um, yeah yeah there's been a bunch of movies of late where it seems like some old person they throw a bunch of money at him and is like, you want to take martial arts classes for six weeks and get paid for it? And they're like, right. yes, I do. Uh, right. Know. Yeah. Like, and, and this, and, and even, uh, uh, what the fuck is it? Don't breathe or whatever. Oh God. Not, yeah. Not Just so much the first let's one. Let's not forget. The, the, let's forget the don't breathe. We've well, like VFW, right? Yeah. Same. <laughs> exactly. Like at this point, I feel like we've done this. So many, and so we've done this so many times. And so uh, for this to be kind of another one of those, I mean, it's a really good one, but yeah. it's basically what it is. And then I watched the trailer once because, you know, once I finish a movie, sometimes I'll go back and watch a trailer or like I'll watch like reviews and stuff like that. Uh, and, and I I was going to because my my son is super into like uh, he loves war movies. Mm. Uh, that's kind of his jam. Is, is specifically, he specifically a 70 year old man? He might be. <laughs> Because like <laughs> specifically, he's like into uh, like World War Two, World War One era stuff, like you know older stuff, right? And so I was like, I got to send him this trailer because I don't know if he's he's seen this yet. 
And so I watched the trailer, and the, one of the first thing that pops up is like, from the studio that gave us John Wick. And I was like, of course. Well, of Lionsgate. course it was. Yeah, yeah. For God's sakes, at this yeah. point, can we come up with maybe a different idea or yeah. something? Like, again, it's a really good movie, and I really enjoyed it. But yeah. I'm like, for fuck's sake, guys, do we have no other ideas? <laughs> like, Well, I think, like, yeah, I mean, I think... To me, yeah, it kind of comes back to because there were a number of like uh, like there was. um, I don't remember if it was in the Finnish army. There was a guy in I think it was the Finnish army who who basically had like 300 or like 400 confirmed Nazi kills, although I do think he was like a sniper. So there is some historical precedence for a guy like this existing. It's just like you said to kind of do this this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Lionsgate or, or whatever read that. Yeah. Who was a big John Wick fan. They're like, oh. And he immediately goes to like the, the MacBook and starts typing out this script. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's one of those things where, I mean, uh, it, it, you, you kind of watch it, I think, for the same reason that you might watch like Inglorious Bastards, right? Yeah. We're like, yeah. I want to watch Nazis get fucked up. Now, sure. there's this is a much inglorious bastards. I think has, there's a lot more going on because it's got Shoshana's side, you know, story and everything with the movie theater and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. This is way more straightforward. Well, also, an ensemble cast. I mean, exactly. Know, and, right. And it's a Tarantino movie, so there's right. way more dialogue. Right. So this, this is, has almost no dialogue. Like, yeah. This for me, like, obviously, I made comparisons to Glorious Bastards, but also I was like. This was like, what if Fury Road took place in 1944? I mean, it was, <laughs> you know, it, it was very much Mad Max Fury Road, but set in at the end of World War II. Yeah, yeah, and no, no, um, no, um, flame throwing guitars. Yeah, no, no, doof, whatever the fuck they called him, doof warrior or whatever. Yeah, with this throwing guitar, who was a fucking badass. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was one of those movies where. It's like once you're done with it, you're kind of like, yeah, that was cool. I don't know that you'd go back and watch it again. I, I you know, I might. The the, the 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 one thing about it, outside of the fact that this motherfucker should have been dead like 19 times over. Yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, outside of that, I mean, it's we talked about this I think before, maybe not in the show, but I know we certainly talked about it, just you and I. But man, thank God for the return of the the 91 minute movie. Yeah, like it's it's. It was a roller coaster, but it was a 90 minute roller coaster. And once it was done, it was done. Right. And yeah. God love it for that, you know, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, um, last movie that we're, uh, we both have seen recently because the, the, the last movie we're going to talk about is not one that I've watched recently. Um, so this is a, uh, yet another Shutter, uh, original, um, mm-hmm. Directed by Christopher Smith, um, written by Christopher Smith and Laurie Cook. So Christopher Smith, um, I'm trying to see, think if there's anything. Um, we did Severance, Black Death. Uh, I'm not really familiar with his work. Um, but his movie's Consecration. So uh, Jenna Malone, um, the uh, Danny Houston um He's been in a bunch of uh, really cool things. Um, so she basically, she plays this woman 
who finds out that her brother, who's a priest. Oh, and- sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No. I was just looking at my phone. This is the same guy. That the- so I've seen Black Death. Yeah, I was going to say that sounded I really, really familiar. Liked Black Death. That's uh, I watched that because of Michael Bean. Uh, it's a, a movie about the Black Plague, like back in the day and shit. Like that's a really good fucking movie. Yeah, wow, it's, it sounds familiar. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds from yeah Eddie Redmayne's in it, Sean Bean. Yeah, Sean. Yeah. Bean. Sorry, not Michael Bean. I'm stupid. Sean yeah, Bean. that sounds yeah, yeah, really yeah. familiar. That's a um, great movie. Wow, I'm shocked. This is the same guy. Yeah. Um, okay. So Jenna Malone plays Grace. She's a woman who, uh, like I said, she her she finds out that her brother. Um, die. Who's a priest? Died at this monastery, and when she or uh, it's not a mon, it's a nunnery. Um, yeah. So when she goes there, uh, not only did he throw himself off of these rocks and kill himself, but he actually slid open a priest prior to that, and she's just like, "What the fuck?" Like she, my, he wouldn't have done that. So you know, the police get involved, and she starts. She stays at the nunnery and is starting to kind of try to figure out exactly what happened. And then she has this very complicated kind of tragic backstory. Oh, so very complicated. Where comically complicated. Comically complicated. Her <laughs> and her brother were adopted. I don't know if they're biological brothers. I don't remember. They're, they're okay. So her and her brother, yeah, they are biological brothers. They. Yeah, yeah. Their father went crazy, kept them in cages, was trying to like purify them from demons or something, kept the mom in a cage. Mm-hmm. Then when the kids were trying to escape, the mom escaped. The father killed the kids. Killed the Some, mom. Killed the mom. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Uh, would have been a short movie. If he killed right. Um, would have been better. <laughs> yeah. Somehow got killed himself. I don't know exactly how. And then... When they get adopted because by... Because apparently she was a fucking one of the X-Men. I... Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and then and then the they both get adopted by this priest and this nun, but then they kick her out of the car and chloroform... No, they chloroform the, the girl and they the kick car. the kid out, the boy out the yeah. car. And, like... But then she she night crawlers in from the future and jerks yeah. the car in front of a truck and shit. And I'm just like, I what the fuck is happening? Like, like, so long story short, there's some shenanigans going on at the nunnery, and there's a relic that they've mm. been trying to find. Sure, and they killed. The nuns and everything. And we're going to spoil it. It's fine. Yeah. It, it's not a movie. For God's really... sakes, don't watch it. Like, yeah, it's, it's like... not. I liked it. <laughs> Mitch did not like oh, it. I, I liked it. I liked it because I like religious horror movies, and I like religious horror movies that end up being different. Yeah. Because so many religious horror movies just kind of fall into something. 100%. I agree with you. But still. Yeah. Like, being different doesn't make it good. <laughs> no, but I mean, it entertained me while I was watching. Like, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, it was like, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, she turns out she's she's the relic. She's the yeah. relic. And um, a bunch of weird, unexplained deaths kind of happen both in her past and while she's there. Uh, and then what you find out is, yeah, like 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 you just said, she's basically like going 
projecting herself or somehow going back in time and was there running the car up the road and she's the one who actually like killed the priest because they were like i don't they were gonna kill she killed the dad like she yeah, killed she the did. dad she killed yeah. the priest because they were gonna kill her brother uh and she's apparently like is some fallen angel dark yeah satan thing or some shit I, I don't know yeah yeah and then at the end she jumps here's the thing she wants this to be is, free and jumps off the right. cliff and which she'd already seen no that body happen. and yeah she didn't know it was her right like here's the thing and, and i didn't realize that this guy was the same guy that did uh, black death which i really enjoyed this is the same this is what doesn't make sense to me because this guy is capable i mean obviously now i feel i'm even more pissed off at this movie <laughs> because yeah, that's what i'm here for because this guy Makes good movies. He uh -huh. writes and directs good movies. He did Black Death. The other one that he did that I think is fucking phenomenal is The Triangle. I don't know and if I've seen I that. I don't one. know if you've seen that. That yeah. movie <clears throat> takes a lot of the ideas from this movie, but instead of of painting them in like a in Oh this yeah. Religious yeah. tapestry. It's on a cruise ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it was Melissa George. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. That yes. movie's great. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So good. So for this to be like, it's the same thing with this John Wick bullshit. It's like, do you have no other ideas, my guy? Like, I don't know. I feel like this. I feel like saying, I, I feel like that. There's a way. There's way more creativity going on in terms. Of, like, it, it might be convoluted or whatever. But I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I feel like. There's not a lot of religious horror movies, right? Like I don't think that's I don't I don't right. to, to, to like with Sisu, sure, right? Like old old guy fucking things up, but right. I mean I don't no, no, know no. how much religious horror there is out no, there I'm, to no, be no. like he's no, no. trying to cash in on that particular. No, no, no. What I'm saying is like <laughs> if he has this one thing he's really good at, which is like this time manipulation yeah, and like yeah, yeah. these like uh, these holy shit moments based around like time manipulation yes once you nail that once and he absolutely does in the triangle like making the same movie so i see to speak, what you're saying yes I see but wrapping saying. it around with a religious tone and then and you know you get it man I, i'm not a religious person Me but neither you and i both know once you get into these kind of uh, these things there are so many tropes yes. and, and like so much negative shit that you can do with like religion and he didn't just pick one like right my man put all of them in this shit <laughs> like, yeah. yeah there was like you know there was like uh maybe some hints at like some rape going on oh 100%. and then there was like yeah. and then there's like oh he's keeping him in cages yeah. and like this that and the other thing and i'm like man like this guy went all in like every yeah horror adjacent religious trope that exists yes and then still did the time manipulation thing <laughs> which actually i mean i i like the time manipulation thing just because it it kind of explained you know as you're watching it you're just like well what the fuck is going on you're thinking you're th what you're thinking is that there's so it's it's kind of set up almost like it's like a possession type of thing right where there's oh god, some some thank god it's not <laughs> some, yeah. some like evil right. spirit yes. that that yes. is yeah because that is on the lookout for her right? right so like right. so like it kind of subverts 
some of those expectations of something like the omen right where it's mm -hmm. like he's the antichrist so you know there's going to be some evil actors on the lookout for mm -hmm. him right so you're kind of right. watching this going okay it's some sort of not a ghost but some sort of demonic entity that's actually doing it so then when it's it ends up being her you're like oh well that and i agree with you in terms of like playing the same time manipulation cards but at least like once you kind of saw how it all tied in it was a slightly kind of different to me take on the religious horror where it's not just we're just supposed to go oh well it's just satan that is protecting right. this here's the thing person. like for me uh, i agree with you 100 percent, and i and, and i also like you know, I, I'm kind of like I said, I, I just like we talked about before this, like before we started recording, but I just think religious horror isn't for me. Mm -hmm. But I do like it when they do something like, you know, they, they, they go a different direction. So mm -hmm. for every St. Agatha, which I fucking hated, mm -hmm. uh, there's a St. Maud. There's a St. Maud, yes. Which I loved. Yes. Um, so there's a way to do it where, where I will enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it, recently, I don't think we talked about it on the show, but we both watched The Pope's Exorcist. Yeah. That is the most batshit bananas. Yeah, it's campy as fuck. Campy, yeah. just fuck. It's, it's, it's like, it's like, it's a, like, it's, like a ha it's like a hammer film about yeah. exorcists. Right. It's like if The Exorcist was an MCU film. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I fucking love that. Yeah, it's it. so silly. It's or that so, other movie. Yeah. What, what the fuck was the name of that movie we watched where that uh, cop or FBI guy like infiltrated the mo monastery and then at the end it went off the fucking rails and motherfuckers were like turning upside down and shit and like oh, all that. Oh, the Polish one. Yeah. 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 That one, yeah. That was badass. Great. Yeah. But because those movies, they take swings, but they take very specific swings. Yes. And the difference for me for this was like, yeah. It, <laughs> took swings but it took all the swings and it didn't pope. care if any of them landed or not <laughs> like, yeah because because the because pope's exorcist was like all right uh well what about hear me out here uh what about russell crow but mm -hmm. like not gladiator russell crow i'm talking like unhinged unhinged like late career i am not willing to do the gain a bunch of weight, lose a bunch of weight, Russell Crowe. I will drive a scooter, however, and have it's like, what appears to be the best time of my life. Right. It's this, this is destined to play Papa John in the bio, the biopic. I had 30 pizzas in 30 days. I did not always have one pizza a day. Just want to put that out there. Yeah. Like, it's that Russell Crowe. Like, Resist the urge to do the math. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that me, Russell yeah. Crowe on the scooter versus fucking Satan. Like, yeah. that is amazing. And I loved it. I loved yeah. every minute. Oh, I, I did loved too. every minute of oh, the last exercise. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. But no, I agree with you. And that's the thing is like, I think that you, when you go, like, it's unfortunate. Like, for religious horror because you're either you know religious horror you're going one of two ways right you're either leaning into the idea 
of faith and faith taken to extreme levels, what that could do to a person, you know, like, like St. Maud. Um, and then what, what you're allowed to do in that space is play with whether the things a character is experiencing are a result of, of their blind devotion, or there's actually yes. a supernatural aspect going on. Right? 100%, yes. So like Absolutely. you have that way to go, or you have kind of this really supernatural kind of like the devil and, 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 you know, and, and all this stuff. And then, and then, and then how, how grounded you want to be. And this was a movie that wanted to be very grounded and, and maybe didn't necessarily succeed at it. Whereas the, the Pope's exorcist was like, I don't care about being grounded. grounded We're just going to have a fun time. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, it just kind of comes down to, um, you know, kind of what what does it for you? Man, or, even something like Benedetta, which oh, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a rough. It one. does kind of the same stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it wants to be grounded, <clears throat> and the thing is, it, it <clears throat> sorry, it's not grounded because it has those ridiculous, you know, her like fantasies about Jesus yeah. kicking yeah. ass and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it also very much shows you the reality of kind of fantasizing or fanaticizing. Yeah. Religion. Fanaticizing. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, uh, the dangers of that when it comes down to people who take this shit super seriously. And that's kind of where I get, that's kind of my issue with a lot of the stuff. It's like Mrs. Carmody, yeah. like, cause yeah. I'm not religious. And right. so when you have a character, I end up getting just more than, more than more often than not, I just get angry. Yeah. Because I fucking hate these people. And and, and, I, and I think the problem is, too, you know, it's such a fine line where, I mean, and you could argue with Mrs. Carmody that you go over that line where you're now almost like, um, um, like uh, parodying them, right? Right, exactly. And, 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 and you need to have it be... Well, and the other thing is like... Just in front of that line where it's still terrifying. Right. right. Well, the thing is, like, and especially in her case, you... you whether you are uh, that devout or not, at the end of the day, you're taking advantage of people who are scared shitless exactly. in a terrible situation. Right. And that's kind of where I just get angry. And that was yeah. kind of the thing with St. Agatha also. Yeah. But, it's, at, but at the end of the day, I'm like, yo, you're a person. Right. And she's an old lady. Like, right. I would have fucked Mrs. Carmody up, like, within yeah. five minutes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like her, and Myra, never... her and Myron the Flower would have been out in the parking right. lot. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. So, which can I just say that I can't remember whether I have a doctor's appointment uh, next week, but I can remember <laughs> that My- Myron Lafleur, and I don't remember yep. from the movie. I remember from the fucking book when I read The Mist, and it was yep. Myron the Flower. Like, how but, brains are weird, man. Yeah. 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 Well, he's uh, fuck. What's his name? Uh, he was played amazingly by a. Oh fuck! I can't remember his name. He's like one of the greatest character actors of all fucking time. Oh, there's so many. Of Shit! Them. Hold on. I'll look it up. Uh, William Sadler. Oh well. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Just absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yep. I love the mist. 
That's so good. <laughs> it came up on the King Cast this week. This is whole thing. I listened to King. That's one of my, my favorite mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, it got me into like. It got me back into reading Stephen King books, which I've been doing for the last like three years. Yeah, it's such a good fucking uh, podcast. But the this week's episode was about the jaunt, which Jesus Christ! Oh, that that Jesus! That, I'm surprised they made that. I've never. I don't know if I've actually seen that movie. But the no, no, no. There's the, no movie. There's no adaptation. I thought it's, there was one. No, there's not. It, it's been optioned before. But oh, never that's been what made. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Somebody has the rights to it right now, and they're looking at doing a series out of it instead of like a movie. But no, how about but you? That, just don't. That fucking story is one of my it's so fucked up. Good God, but it's so good. Night um, shift. Night shift is like a knife fight. Is like an alley knife fight. There's just yep. so much shit in there. Yep. That's just. I mean, I love all the dark tower stuff and all the world building, but mm. night shift has some fucked up shit where you're just like, I. I mean. Yeah, I can't wait for the Boogeyman. I I know, me too. The Boogeyman scared. First the, I re- remember first review I read. I was like, God damn, this actually sounds really good. Oh, I haven't read any reviews yet, but uh, I love uh, what's his name, uh, Dustin Desmalchain or oh, David, David Desmalchain. Yeah. yeah, he's so good. Yeah, and um, I love that he's such a horror nerd. And mm-hmm. uh, but I remember. I was in eighth grade and I had snuck my dad's paperback of night shift into God. school and I was reading it in English one day. Yeah. And I was specifically reading the boogeyman. Yeah. And I like, I had it in my lap looking down. I wasn't paying attention and it got to one of the, I don't remember where in the story, but something really like it was fuck. I was like, I was super into it. Like I was mm-hmm. in the world in my head and shit like that. Yep. And my teacher yelled at me. Yep. Scared the shit out of me. That I happened screamed. to me I, when I was reading. I was reading. I screamed um, out loud. <laughs> interview with a vampire. Yeah. Oh, nice. But you know, you know what movie in Night Shift? The, what story in Night Shift fucks me up some of the most, and it's just because mm. of how good it is. Mm-hmm. I, Indian Summer. Really? Yes. Okay. I love Indian Summer. Yeah. It's and it, it's because it's just so simple. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so and maybe now, maybe now, if I were to read it, I'd be like, well, yeah, obviously, or whatever. But like at the right. time. Not being new to horror and everything, like mm. that idea, like I loved it. I I absolutely loved it. Yeah, but there's well, a lot. The I, I need to re. I'll need to reread that book again. Yeah. I've read it a bunch of times, but it's been a minute. I'm gonna. I'm absolutely gonna reread the Boogeyman before I watch the movie. But yeah. the Boogeyman was the first time I remember being like, "There's like books aren't scary. There's no way to be scared of a book." Mm. And then when my teacher yelled at me, "Yeah, good lord!" I mean, I I fuck. I screamed. Like yeah. I threw shit, my books went flying. Like it was a whole thing. <laughs> like he scared the shit out of me because I yeah. was reading that book. So that's funny. That's funny. Um, okay. So I think that's it for all the movies. Oh no, Dumplin'. One so more you movie. You said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I had to bring this up. Uh, it, it's the kind of thing that I wouldn't have watched. I really wouldn't have. Um, which makes no sense because, like, you know, I love the Duff. You know, I, I like stuff. I'll watch it. You know, a, a teen rom com or fun, you know whatever the occasional like teen kind of funny thing, whatever. And I get super into it. Like I fuck, I love Pitch Perfect. You know all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. But uh, yeah, Goose uh, was here uh, as of this recording uh, last weekend, and we watched. Uh, you know, as we do, we watched Mario. But like, she was like, "Have you seen this movie?" And I was like, "No." And I vaguely remembered it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, yeah, I don't know. But we put it on and, uh, 
Uh, it's, it's Dumplin'. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen Dumplin', it's on Netflix. Um, and it's the story of, of uh, Jennifer Aniston, who is doing just the worst southern accent that you've ever heard in your yeah, life. Yeah, it's like, not I great. Was like, <laughs> I was like five minutes into it, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is going to be awful. Uh, but I stuck with it. And uh, it, it, she's a pageant mom. She's a, a previous pageant winner, but her daughter happens to be overweight. Um, and as a joke, her, her daughter and uh, her friends decide to to go into the uh, the pageant, whatever the local pageant is, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, I mean, it's not rocket science. You can kind of see where it's going from there. But I was legitimately surprised at how much I enjoyed this. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with Dumplin'. It had nothing to do with Jennifer Aniston. It was Millicent, Amethyst, Mitchell Chuck, or whatever the fuck her name was. <laughs> I loved her so much. She was the one who was like, she wasn't initially part of the gang. Yeah. But she was just so over positive about everything. And like people would shit on her and she'd just laugh. Yeah. You know, and she'd say, she was my favorite. She's my favorite movie character in probably like I don't know the last three four years, like <laughs> she's so fucking funny to me. Mm. Like anytime she's on screen, I just I was just like, please, why isn't this movie about her? Right. Like, she was so fucking funny. Uh, and then I'm just gonna kind of spoil a little bit of it, but like the fact that she got like first runner up made me so ridiculously fucking happy. Yeah. Like even if I had hated the rest of the movie, which I didn't, even if I'd hated the rest of the movie, like that moment. Made me so fucking happy. Uh, it was worth whatever the runtime was. Right. But uh, but yeah, it you know, it's not the type of thing again that we typically talk about on the show. Um, but it's you know it it, it shocked me uh, how good it was. Right. Yeah. And sometimes those those movies will do that, right? Like you. That's like you know of... I knew I was gonna like the Duff when I sat down to watch the Duff because you know. That that's in my wheelhouse. This right. wasn't necessarily in my wheelhouse, but man, I'm glad that uh, that Goose recommended it because right. I had a fucking blast. Awesome, very good. Um, yeah, and I've seen it. It's just been a minute since I've seen it. Um, yeah, like I like I said, I I had vague memories of it, but I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm not gonna watch that. I'm, I'm gonna watch that. Well, I mean, the reality is Netflix puts out so many originals. Sometimes they just get lost. And, uh, yeah, most of them uh, are garbage. Also, right. so. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So, real quick on the game side. So, we do have a new season of Destiny. I don't know about you. I'm actually I'm enjoying. I, I thought I was a little concerned um, when they got rid of like the pinnacle stuff. That I was like, yeah. well, you know, I'm not gonna. What am I gonna do? Like, I'm not gonna care as much. But. Mm. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I still am in there playing and, and having a Same good time. Same thing for me. Um, I, I legitim- I was like, I was concerned when they got rid of the, the power increase. I'm like, if I'm not chasing a number, then what the fuck am I, am I really going to, going to want to keep doing it? Yeah. This season so far, the, the event, mm-hmm. uh, which I like a lot. I like up. a lot more. Oh, yeah. it's so good. I don't give a shit about a number. I just want to keep playing it and like chasing the gear. Yeah. Uh, once I have it all, am I going to keep doing it? Yeah, I don't know because at that point, I guess you're just chasing. I guess the title, 
Uh, yeah. and I don't necessarily care that much about that. I like that, the title, the Aquanaut. I actually like I that do, title, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you know, am I going to do this thing for three months just for that? I don't know. Right. right. But uh, the fishing is fun. I don't know how much of it I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, but at least like, there's enough to do that's keeping me interested in the game. And I feel like, honestly, like for the seasonal model, I feel like that's more of the way to go than just increasing a number. You know what I mean? Like, give me enough shit to do to keep me interested well, instead I, of just the same shit over and over again just to hopefully get a piece of gear that's a number or two higher than the one I already have. Yeah, I mean, because, like, if you paid for the seasonal <laughs> pass, you're going to you're gonna do stuff because you want to get all the rewards of the seasonal pass, right? right. So, like, yes. you're, you're still going to do the activities and things like that. But, yeah, when, when you're not um, irritated at, at the RNG, and you're still going to be... Chasing numbers to some degree because you're going to get new guns, new gear, and you're going to want drops to then infuse into them, right? So you're still – there's still a reason to do stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's just you can maybe be a little more selective if you're like, I don't really want to play Rift. I'm not going to play Rift or if I don't want to do Gambit, whatever. But you might still do that stuff because it's tied to a seasonal challenge. One of the things I do right. like that they changed is those – seasonal challenges tying into the buffs that you used to get from leveling up the seasonal vendor i like Mm -hmm. that change a lot because it's Mm -hmm. it's more targeted um and it allows you to i don't know i just feel like have a little bit better control i also like now that you can although i'm not sure exactly how is being able to reset individual um, oh yes because because a lot of the content especially the in-game content is reliant upon certain Right, so being Thanks. able to build in your seasonal so, artifact, but I also yeah. love that they brought like the kind of like the meta. This is Ark. That that exotic is pretty dope, especially mm-hmm. the um, the the part that lets you um, reload by sprinting. So one, you're sprinting because to reload, but you're also you want to get amplified to build up the charge to get essentially you get like a free dragonfly perk without having dragonfly on it um and it is if you have an arc build especially like mine that relies a lot on traces for ability uptime you still get a ton of them plus you're jolting or sorry you're blinding targets like it's a fantastic exotic and it's kinetic so if you're running with an arc surge you get the kinetic boost like it's great and the i love the animation i love that as you're sprinting you can see the gauge go to the right where it then gets green Mm -hmm. and then it's you get that drum in and you spin it like it's just a really it's a fantastic gun like i love it and and i thought for sure because my build my arc build was focused on delicatum it relied on delicatum which is also a fantastic seasonal exotic and so Mm -hmm. i was like well i don't know and to swap it out and it i've had just as much ability uptime. I've had just as much fun. Plus, I get more range. Like, Delicate Tomb is great, but the whole thing about Delicate Tomb is hip fire. Ugh. Yes. You, know? Yep. <laughs> you know? Whereas this, I can, least, well, I can a, at least hit things for, at range. That's a grenade launcher, right? No, Delicate Tomb was a, was a fusion rifle. Was it really, really? Shit, I thought that was a... For whatever reason, I thought that was a... No. Grenade launcher. Because no, it was I, like... Delicate okay. Tomb was the arc fusion rifle from Season of Plunder. Okay. And the thing about it was if you 
um, hip fired, it spread out like a fan, and you would mm-hmm. get you'd get ionic traces. Yeah, and Whatever. the catalyst I that was a grenade launcher. Yeah, no, the catalyst. If you switch weapons, it automatically reloads it from reserve, which is good because mm. the reload animation on that thing, you have time to, like, make cookies. It's so fucking right. slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that yeah. gun, I mean, especially if you ta- tailored your build to get all, like, make sure you're getting, you know, higher special weapon, special ammo reserves, finding more bricks, that thing was a fucking beast because you could just, like, melt five enemies in one shot. Um, nice. But... This, while, you know, while, while, um, this one, um, and I forget the name of it, um, doesn't have, it doesn't have the same spread. You can shoot at range and you have infinite ammo. You don't have to worry about, Mm -hmm. you can put your slots for things like heavy bricks or whatever. It's fucking great. I love it. And the cattle, I don't, I'm trying to think of what the catalyst does. Um, I look. I don't know because, like, I, I, I I'm almost done with it at this point without even fucking using it. Honestly. I still have to do. I still <clears> at <throat> the part where I have to do all the activities. I haven't gotten. That's that the far only thing yet. I have left. Yeah. Yeah, and then then you've got to do kills, but that's easy enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm enjoying it quite quite a bit because I loved I loved Dark 3.0. It was my it was you know it it's, was a lot honestly, of fun. Honestly, for especially for me, it's like as a hunter main. Uh, Obviously, like my, I mean, Solar's my favorite. Void has its place because I can go in biz and stuff like that. But yeah, Arc on Hunter has always been garbage. Well, and, they, until they got a damage dealing super, right? And then once Arc 3.0 dropped, I wasn't super excited for Arc 3.0. But just giving me that one super, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, this is so much better. And I've had such a blast with Arc ever since. So, yeah, and for me, once I got a build where I basically had infinite ability, and then the uh, arc soul, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. It just made soloing some harder stuff so much easier. That being said, I did the quest last night for the hand cannon, and there were some words. I had some words. I got knocked off that fucking platform. I was wrecking shit left and right, and I got knocked off that fucking platform so many goddamn times. <laughs> I came down, I and Linda's say. like, you're loud. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but I did. That's it. right. <laughs> um, I will say, uh, just real quick, so on Destiny Friday night, that was so much fun. Probably hands down my favorite <laughs> attempt at a day one dungeon clear we've ever done. <laughs> so much fun. It was even more fun than clearing grasp because we actually got the clear on that one. I, I just I love though that we figure it out those two encounters ourselves. Yeah. Yep. You know we, I didn't we, know we shit. did zero I know Sean damage. Seen... We did zero damage. Yeah. Oh yeah. That... <laughs> first of all, we we got to two damage phases. We did more damage in the first damage phase. We didn't even realize we were in one. Yeah. Then we did in the second when we realized what we were supposed to do. Yeah, which isn't <laughs> saying much because we did like a ch of damage. I was we like, did. but I'm yeah. just saying. We did more damage in the first damage phase, not knowing we were in one, right? Than we did in the second one, knowing we were in it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, all getting annihilated as soon as we like yeah, use the he, buff, and then he killed us all. Right? All right. Tapped. Yeah. He. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but it, for as as much as I love the fact that we did grasp on day one and we cleared it, mm-hmm. and it was fun, but laughing <laughs> until I was crying. Yeah. At Ren and Stimpy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, 
<laughs> in this yeah. new one. Yeah. And then also the fact that we figured out the mechanic knowing nothing about it. Yeah. You know, and this is a it's a relatively mechanic heavy dungeon. So I, I feel just like though figuring it out you know on that that's you know getting getting to the first chest was way easier than I kind of expected. Yeah, I mean because it's not it's of, not hard. It's not hard. We just we did a lot of ru- running around like yeah, where does the whole chiz go? And it's like, well, it stops. And I'm like, where the fuck do we go from here? Like, yeah, but I mean, guys. it's not it's not like so, you know the enemies are all manageable. The yeah, it's you know the encounters themselves. Like at no point where did I feel like oh like you're worried about you know I mean like the beginning of Spire of the Watcher like there are so many goddamn enemies there. There's uh-huh. just so many, and it takes a minute to get to a chest. I mean, when you consider everything you have to do to get to a chest, this one by comparison, if you just wanted to farm the first chest, I mean, would be would take way less time. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, but yeah, I had a good, I had a good time too. Um, so I finished Jedi Survivor and I liked it a lot more than, um, Fallen Order or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, you know, I'm not going to get too much into it because I, I kind of said most of it last time. Um, you know, they just kind of the, the way they expand upon Star Wars and, um, I thought it was really great. The the um, you know kind of the final boss fight was was very good, um, and it's an easy game once you've kind of like you know sometimes when you play open world games you feel like when you're done with the story like you feel like you have to go do other things because you're gonna like miss out on stuff but then maybe the grind of doing those things takes away from your enjoyment of the game and I don't feel like that was the case here at all. I felt like you could just stop you know once you finish the main story and 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 be good um i do feel there was like a late game boss that i feel like they threw in as fan service and i I don't really feel like it fit especially given how fallen order played out and kind of how the rest of this game then kind of plays out um i do think though that if you are Especially because, like, the game ends, you know, or sorry, the game, like, the first level on Coruscant, it ends with the, that first level, you're fighting a Night Sister, and so you've got, you know, this whole idea of, of Vader's um, Inquisitors and everything. Like, it kind of doesn't do that anymore. So, if, like, you're expecting, you know, as the game goes on, it to be a fight against the inquisitors and everything in the same way the first one was you're you're going to kind of be disappointed so just kind of check those expectations um this game is a little is a lot more focused on jedi and not as focused on on the empire the empire is still there but the concepts and the themes and all that stuff is more focused on what happens when jedi get obsessed with something which ties into Cal, who's obsessed with fighting the Empire. So, um, mm. whereas the first one was more very Empire focused. So, uh, yeah. But but I enjoyed it quite a bit, and you know, kind of interested to see um, where they go with it uh, from here. Um, I hope they make another one. I think that this, you know, I mean, yeah. it ended it ended in a way just like the first one. It ended in a way they could really go either way. Um, 
And then um, I started playing Tears of the Kingdom. Um, you know, I, I, I'll say that um, mechanically, uh, when you see these systems in place, especially like the Ultra Hand stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, from a technical perspective, I, it's, I mean, it is amazing. Like their physics engine yeah. is absolutely incredible. It's you know it's one of those things. I can't. I still can't believe the Switch can uh, run. Me neither. This game. <laughs> me, I, like, I mean, when you see the Switch this... is like eight years old at this point. Yeah. And when it looks you... phenomenal. Like I haven't played it, but just watching people play it, it looks amazing. When you see the stuff that people put together, <laughs> and you realize how hard it is to do things around item collision. And all that stuff. And you're basically telling people you can pick up a bunch of shit and stick it all together. Mm-hmm. I saw this guy do this thing. He he basically stuck all of these planks together and then tied it to this wheel. And it spun around and made like this extended bridge. Do you? I mean, part of the reason things like hair, rope, clothing right. yep. is so hard to do is because of all those collision points. And if you mm-hmm. ever played Horizon Zero Dawn and you were like, what is going on with Aloy's hair? Like, <laughs> she's mm-hmm. standing stock still in a fucking clean room, and yet her hair is moving around like Medusa. Like Her hair's like, twerking. Yeah, exa- <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> right. Like, you realize how hard some of that stuff is. So when you right. see... That they're just like, oh, yeah, you take this stuff and you can stick it together. in, And not just like, this is not a situation where if you take a board and you go to stick it to a log, it will only stick in one place. No. Right. No, you could stick. I mean, it's, and I can tell you because I've fucked up a lot of things. Um, So it is absolutely incredible. Like, I, I, those people are wizards. I saw a motherfucker, like, make a fucking mech. Yes. And I was like, it just made me all that more excited for Armored Core 6, to be honest. But still, yeah, I was just like, holy shit. Yes. Like, it's incredible, some of the stuff I've seen people do in this game. Yes. Yes. And and so I feel bad that it's wasted on me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have... I don't have... Well, it makes me want to play it. And I know I'm going to hate it. I'm never going to get well, to that point. Here's so. the thing, though. It all of... All like it 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 is in my mind the worst kind of sequel. It's the it's the Metroid sequel, right? It's you mm. show up with everything and then you lose everything. Right? Ugh, yeah. So at the beginning yep. of the game, when you're walking along with with Princess Zelda, they actually show your bajillion hearts going away, your bajillion mm-hmm. stamina wheels going away, and you're like, great, I'm gonna not gonna be I'm gonna be like. I'm going to be like a long COVID patient climbing a flight of stairs. Awesome. Fantastic. I'm going to get, you know, (laughs) every third step, I'm going to have to sit down. Um, And so, (laughs) so all of the annoyances in Breath of the Wild where you're like, I just want to get to the top. I just want to get to that shrine. And then you're, you have, yeah, I'm gonna get hit by lightning. Am I gonna slip? Because, and then people are like, oh, well, you just drink this or drink that. I don't wanna have to drink 17 mm-hmm. milkshakes just to fucking get up there and do that shrine. Yep. You know, all of that bullshit that gets in the way of getting from point A to point B, it's still here. Which is what I fucking hated about Breath of the Wild. Yep. Exactly. It's still here. Now, 
can you make like a hover bike and mitigate some of that stuff? Sure. If you're that type of person, yeah. I'm not that type of person. I tried no. to make a cart, which I feel like at 51 years of age, I have enough basic engineering understanding to make a cart. Yeah. I do not. <laughs> like talk about dreams dashed i was like i can't even make i can't take two cross beams a plank and four wheels and make this a serviceable yeah that was like, vehicle like uh, i went uh i, I went to Rono today and, and uh did, did yard work at mom's and 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 greg was there my brother was there and uh, I asked, just out of the blue, I was like, it, after we got done doing the yard work and stuff, like I, I put some steaks and stuff on the grill, whatever. We were sitting outside, kind of chilling on the deck, and I was like, because uh, you know, me and my brother, we don't have a lot to talk about, to be honest. Yeah, we're we're pretty different. Um, but I was like, so uh, did you get uh, Tears of the Kingdom? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, so like I had something to like talk about, mm-hmm. and I was asking about it, and he was like, I was, and he's like, he he didn't play Breath of the Wild at all. Uh, he just kind of got wrapped up in the hype for this one and, and went and bought it. And uh, so I was telling him everything I hated about Breath of the Wild. And he's like, yeah, that's in there. Yep, yeah. that's there. That's the thing. And he's like, uh, he's like, but th- they got these things where these like hang gliders. Uh, and you can like use those to get around the map. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But he's like, but also you can like attach fans to them. Yeah. So he's like. I attached like six fans to to one of these hang gliders, like, and turned them bitches on. And it's like I'm basically just flying across the entire fucking game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, yeah. So, so you can, yeah. They have these. They look like wooden gliders. Uh, so you have the paraglider like normal, but they have these like carved gliders. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you can like you'll find like a a downslope with like a groove cut into it and you just throw it on there, throw a fan on there and you fly around. Yeah. And then you can go to, there are these item dispensers and they'll give you basically components for all these things. So you can, they're like giant gumball machines and you Mm. drop some charges in there and then they spit out like 20 different things and they have fans, they have rockets, they have flame emitters, you know, wheels, like all sorts of crazy shit. And so... And I am just like, I don't know how to use any of this stuff. Like I, right. like I was glad. So here's the thing: that the the cork seeds that you found in the first game, rather than it just being like, whatever, this dude's running around a tree, or this guy's hiding under a rock, or you know, you dive into this circle of lily pads or whatever, um, you'll find them, and they're like, you know, completely. Um, you know, like they're they're on the they're, they're, they've got a giant backpack on, and so they can't move, right? And they're like, "Oh, my friend's over there. If you could get me over there, you know, that'd be great." And you're supposed to like look around, and I look at the smoke signal, and I'm like, "Can I pick this motherfucker up with Ultra Hand and walk them over there?" And if the answer is no, I'm like, mm, "Best of luck!" Like, like I was so excited today because my my horse I could put a towing harness on it, and there was a wagon. I was like, "Thank God, I don't have to fucking build a wagon." It was actually a wagon, so I attached the wagon, put the guy there, 
walked, you know, rode him over there. Like, I, I just get around on my horse. That's it. If this was a multiplayer game, it would be like, you know, fucking Grand Theft Auto 5, where you're, like, excited you could finally afford a dirt bike, and someone yeah. fucking mercs you in, like, a Sabre jet drive-by because they, they like, have a bajillion dollars. Like, that's or how this would be. There'd be guys on hover bikes and they fucking... They spent 10,000 actual dollars to buy yeah. shark cards to exactly. get all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but but here it would be like guys and like they yeah they'd have mechs and all that shit and I'm just would be like riding my pony just being like no no it's good pony like I, that's <laughs> all I want like I I appreciate everything that they do and I'm sure I was reading something about they're like oh you can make a hover bike you just need two fans and a steering handle and a board and I'm like I can't do that like they're like get to a flat surface I'm like you lost me I I'm done like, yeah I don't and I'm like well. Link was too tired to climb to a flat surface. Like I just that's my yeah. thing with this game. Yeah. He there's so much shit to micromanage before I can do the cool shit mm-hmm. that I just get frustrated and I'm done. Like I don't want to Yeah. He can't go over here cuz it's too cold. Well, and that, he's cold. That, some he of can't over here because he's too hot and I'm like, "Well, fuck you, bro. Like pick one or the other. Like you got to you got to be one or the other." Like Yeah. It's the whole thing for me. I I don't know. I got so frustrated and I put 20-something hours in the Breath of the Wild, and I hated all fucking 20-something hours of it. I mean, it's still very much the type of, the, the type of thing where I, I feel like there's times where I forget some of the powers that I have. Like, the fuse stuff is easy to remember. It's just like, oh, you, you, you know, whatever. You, you attach shit to shit, and then you've got a more powerful weapon. But, mm-hmm. like, there's been times when, like, I've going to like a well and been like, how the fuck do I get out of this one? Well, I was like, Oh, right. I could use the send. So sometimes yeah. the frustration comes from, you just forget that. Well, that's you, the other thing. You have these powers and you just kind of use it's them. It's too much. I, I feel like for my old ass, it's too much. It's too much. There were so many, like I'd go into like a shrine or whatever. And I was like, the fuck they want me to do (laughs) oh those yeah i just go online and i just do guides but some of them i figure out right yeah i can make ice cubes out of water like what the fuck like or i can use telekinesis because i'm professor x for some reason and i can pick this shit up and move it over here like for god's sakes it's just too much and 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 if you felt the same way, like when when uh, on the Discord, Adrella was like, "Oh, it's real." I was like, and you're like, "Don't tell me that." I was like, "I need to talk to him because mm-hmm. I do not want him wasting seventy dollars on this." Because <laughs> oh, I, don't worry, I like, genuinely feel like if what irritated you about Breath of the Wild was all the bullshit getting from point A to point B, that this game will continue to irritate you. Yes, I thankfully uh, I have picked up on that. Just based on conversations I've had, but also like I, uh, a lot of the people I watch on Twitch, yeah. Which, to be perfectly honest, ninety eight point nine percent of my Twitch is Destiny related. Yeah. But Destiny was in such like a bad place towards the end of last season, and and this game dropped. Yeah. Uh, lots of people were playing this game, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna hate this. Like, I mean, for me, there were things that were super cool. Like I saw somebody like again creating a fucking mech. Yeah. And I was like, this doesn't even look like Zelda. But, like, what the fuck is happening? I mean, uh, for me, I'm enjoying it, to be perfectly honest. But I rented it. And yeah. if I haven't finished it when, like, Final Fantasy 16 comes out, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll decide at that point whether I want to keep 
plinking away at it or whether I send it back. Like, Breath of the Wild, I was, like, hooked. And this game, I'm just not as hooked on it. And I think it's because, like, Breath of the Wild was such a, an amount of work to get to a point where going from point A to point B was a tremendous pain in the ass. Right? Like, it took work to get the armor pieces and the stamina wheels and all that shit. So to finally yes. get to that point where, like, all I want to do is go from here to there, great. I've got everything I need to be able to mitigate the various ways in which this game wants to make it difficult for me to do that. Mm. So I don't... I am not really interested in doing that again. Right? Right. Right. Yes. And so that's kind of where I am now. Like I, I'm, I'm happy to go with the story. And as I'm going from point A to point B, as I come across shrines and things like that, I will absolutely go into them. But like hunting down armor pieces and all that stuff, like I just don't have it in me. And yeah. and so, um, you know, the nice thing about Zelda games is you, for the most part, don't have to have played the previous one mm -hmm. to. To really know about the story of the current one. This one's a, right. a difference in that respect. But like whatever ends up coming after this one. Like I tried to do the remake of um, Skyward Sword. And those controls were maddening. And I was like I'm not mm. fucking doing this. It has not affected my enjoyment of any of these games at all. So I'm playing it. I'm having a good time with it right now. There is some frustrations. And how much of it I stick with it will depend on whether those frustrations get the get get to me and if if they do right. and i decide to send it back then great but yeah yeah that's where i am so um but uh yeah i mean i'm excited for final fantasy 16 just because it seems batshit crazy so that'll be a good time um and then there's 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 a bunch of games kind of heading into you know mid to late summer and fall um that uh that i'm looking forward to I so. mean, I own lots of games. I'm sort of kind of excited to get into at this point. Yeah. You know, I, I, I tip, like I said, you know, as we know, uh, we talk about all the time. I play Destiny daily, but yeah, uh, I, I finished Stray. Yeah. Um, that's the last thing I did, and uh, it, it took maybe an hour, maybe two hours for me to for it to really hook me. But once it yeah. did, yeah, I couldn't put it down. Yeah. I really enjoyed that game. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what I'm going to start next. I'm kind of like, uh, I've got a few things where I'm like, I'm interested in like starting something new at this point because, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, the the lack of having to chase a number in Destiny means I can do Destiny at my leisure. Right, which is a nice feeling. Which is nice. Yes. It's like I don't feel like I'm going to be missing out if I don't play every day. Right, because you know I I play all three classes, so just just not having to chase a fucking number is, is such a great quality of life improvement for me. Yeah, because it allows me to play other games. Right, and now I'm just like I don't even know what to play because I'm like I I have so many things that I bought and, and I haven't gotten to like I want to play the Metroid Prime uh, remaster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I literally picked Stray because I knew it was a shorter game. And yeah. I know I get through it pretty quick. Uh, but the reason I was interested in Stray was because it's an Annapurna game. And, and I, you know, Edith Finch is, is one of my favorite games of all time at this point. So, yeah. um, and it didn't, obviously, it didn't quite live up to Edith Finch, but 
it was just a, a fantastic game. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I'm getting into next. So I'm kind of excited to start something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I put a couple of things on the Xbox from game. I put atomic heart on the Xbox. I put uh, high on life back on there. Uh, I have um, like a dragon that I want to play. I'm excited to play that. I might actually, I might end up playing that like mm-hmm. give up on Zelda and play that. Cause I've heard mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah, that's another one. Like I mean, I like, or wh- what's the new one? Um, Inch Inchin or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the like, one. Like, I don't know that much about it, but man, the I'm super into the fucking art style for that game. So, yeah. You know, I didn't like. I ended up not liking Yakuza Zero. Um, oh, I like that but, game quite a bit. Well, once it got to the real estate simulator, I'm like, oh man. yeah, yeah. That's what kind of turned me off of it, um, but uh, but I bought I bought Like a Dragon. I just haven't played it. I haven't played it. Um, but but uh, Inshin or whatever. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I love the art, the artwork, and the art style I've seen in that game. So yeah. But Yakuza is one of those series where you don't have to play all of them. No, because, God no. Yeah. You know they're not interconnected. So no. Well, some of them are, but you yeah, can, yeah, yeah. But you know, like Judgment, Judgment Two, or whatever the other one, Judgment is. You know, obviously, but um, you know, not so much the other ones. Um, like you, you could play like a dragon and not have played any of the the right. Yakuza. Well, like ones. I was like, yeah, because like a dragon, it took it from a beat 'em up to like a, a JRPG. Turn, turn base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. 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 So yeah, no. So that's I kind of like. I mean, but you know, at the same time, like I go to play Zelda, and I'm like. Ah, I'll just play. I'll just kind of play a little, and the next thing you know, it's been like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually a pretty good sign of something. Yeah. So, <laughs> I I hear you. <laughs> For me, I'm spending an hour and a half being like, "Do I like this? Like, why yeah. am I still doing this? Like, yeah. uh... <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I'm still at it, so you right. know, there's something to be said. But exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, I guess this is the unofficial start of summer. I don't know what the song of summer is going to be because I'm so out of pop music. I couldn't even begin to tell you what the the. I bought Pantera tickets. Oh no! Sorry. Shit for when? Speaking of music, uh, it's September. Nice. But uh, Pantera was my favorite band uh, in from like coming out of grade school, going into high school for mm-hmm. for many years, and uh, I never got to see them live. It now like half of the original members are dead, but uh, but the last two remaining members uh, have recruited people to fill in for Dimebag and Vinny, mm-hmm. and uh, they've started touring again. And they're going to be in Atlanta early September, so I was like, I'm not going to. I've never gotten to see them live. I'm not going to miss this. Yeah. So I spent a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, for tickets, but I'm I'm super excited. Dave Grohl's favorite band. Yep. I'm going to see Eric Church in September. I feel like we'll have a different experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> slightly, mm-hmm. slightly, slightly different experience. Yo, and also, not, I don't know if we talked. We never talked about this on the show, but I, and, and and I don't even think you may not know, but um, so so uh. It was last, I think it was December maybe, or like earlier this year, but uh, Boondocks was in Columbus. 
And right. I thought it was Columbus, Ohio. Oh. And he was like, Columbus, Georgia. And I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. So there's this like, it looks like it used to be like a more like a old Charlie's kind of a oh, I, yeah. semi-upscale kind of restaurant thing. There's this this venue in Columbus that they're calling the Outskirts Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. And Boondocks played there. He, he was a special guest for rehab. And I was like, I have to go to that because mm-hmm. fucking Boondocks is in Columbus, which is like, I don't know, 30 minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. It's like, I have to go to that, right? Because I've driven way further than 90 minutes in Boondocks before, right? So, uh, so I went, uh, Goose was here. So me and Goose went, had a great fucking time. And, uh, and I was like, man, what a weird, like one-off kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. So apparently this venue, they're like trying to get like decent people to come to Columbus. Uh-huh. And so yesterday, the day before they posted a, a thing, the fucking Cottonmouth Kings are no coming shit. to fucking Columbus, Georgia. Next you, month, you could tell them we use we use you as uh, as a call out for our yeah. destiny symbols. Dude, I'm so fucking excited. I haven't seen them in years. Like I've seen them a lot of times. Like mm-hmm. I used to go when they come to Atlanta, but and half of them are dead. So it's like there's oh. not that many left that are still alive. <laughs> but like Deloke and like oh my god, I'm so excited for the fucking Cottonmouth Kings coming to fucking Columbus. That's crazy. It's like when, it's like a Thursday night. So I'm going to sure. get off work. I'm going to hang out the house, whatever, get ready. I'm going to head to Columbus. I just watched the fucking Cottonmouth Kings and come home. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. That is not an experience I've ever had before. Like that. That's like when I went to see um, MC Frontalot at this weird-ass, like, abandoned strip mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was a fantastic show. It's called exactly. the, the club is in... Uh, Little five points. It's called like the Drunken Unicorn or something. Mm-hmm. It's the shadiest fucking place you've ever been to in your entire life. Well, I mean, everywhere in Little Five Points is the shadiest place. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love Little Five, but damn. Yeah, like, that, the, yeah. It's I'm sketchy. going home before dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sketchy as fuck for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, and it was a great show. He, he put on a great show. So. Yeah, nice. sometimes those venues, man. I mean, they just get they get some good bands, and you just take advantage of it. I have yeah. to, like, I because I want that to keep happening. If this yeah. outskirts place ends up being like a hot spot for right. shit like this in Columbus, right? That right. that is so beneficial for me. I don't have to go to Atlanta, right? Like, right. I don't even, I don't even necessarily have to take the next day off of work, right? So. Yeah, I'm super excited to, to go see KMK awesome. in Columbus this month, next month. That's awesome. Very good. Very good. All right, well, that's been it for us. It's episode 174. Hopefully you had a good time listening to us while you're at your cookout. And, uh, you know, drive safe, be safe, all that good stuff. And uh, we will spend some more time with you in the next two weeks. So for myself and Mitch, thank you so much for hanging out. And I uh, hope to see you the next time we roll around. So thank you again. Good. Night. 175. Once that, yeah, next one will be 175. Shit. We're Jesus. We're yeah, old. we've been at this for a minute, my dude. Fuck. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, and have a good evening.